Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm thrilled to be with you today. It's been some wild days here on the island. Um, <laughs> doing and being and learning and creating, um, I spent a whirlwind. So, ooh, where are we today? What are we talking about? I think the last thing we talked about was was maybe um, was maybe touch. We talked about sight, no taste, and sight, power of sight, maybe. Anyway, it's all good. Because uh, today, um, I've just been like immersing in some really cool stuff about, you know, manifestation, how we manifest. And I've been seeing it play out in my own experience. And we have, <laughs> we have this world around us that's ever changing. And we don't realize that. We think it's physical and, and it's not, we feel like it's, it's a physical world and it changes only if there is a force that acts upon it. But what if the force that acts upon it is, is an frequency shift? What then? Well, I can tell you what then things can change and what appeared physical and steadfast in one moment appears fluid and not steadfast in the next. So, um, this is where the Medulla effect like will slip in and if you're not familiar with that I recommend checking it out if you're interested it's a fascinating study but a lot of the people who do the Medulla effect or look at it are amazed by it and you know um, blown away and you know searching around with it they don't know yet what I know they don't know that the Medulla effect is evidence of the 60 quantum leaping that people have available to them. Now, if you're in a 3D anger uh, reality, then it is not that evident to you and it will not seem that accessible because from 3D, you are going to have to move up incrementally. You are going to have to release your traumas and your karmas and you're going to have to step into loving yourself unconditionally and then allowing it to overflow to others and into 5D you go and then be the creator you came to be in 5D manifesting and then doing these leaps of, of uh, experience, you know, like how someone goes from being poor to being a millionaire. That's a leap. How someone goes from picking up an instrument and three months later being very capable at it that is quantum leaping you know just how how it appears that someone just found their passion or found their niche that is a quantum leap when it is successful so when um i'm realizing this in my life it makes me less attached to the physical less attached to being right especially to being right because being right is only um 
it's only a symptom of 3D. And when I carry that forward into 5D, into uh, other things, it actually will pull me back. It will jump me back into this more uh, rudimentary survival mentality. So I have to learn, and I am still learning, to let go of what I know. Because, and it's not that I don't know anything, it's that we live in a fluid, ever-changing world. And if I'm to hold on to um, something, when it's not even tangible to begin with, when it's not even a physical thing to begin with, I am forgetting the truth of who and what I am. I'm forgetting the truth of who and what this is. So this is just like really wild to me and it makes me, um, it makes me happy and it makes, it makes me grin because it's so not what we're taught. You know, we're taught to hold on to our things, to treasure them, to respect them, to, to you know, uh, take care of them. And then what happens um, when we let go of that? You know, uh, do we lose a part of our, do we feel like we lose our family? Do we feel like we lose our um, connection to this reality? I mean, these are the kinds of things. So you have to address what you think you may lose if you truly want to have it. You have to address these things. And it's a beautiful thing to have things, but to be attached to them is quite another. It's a beautiful thing to have money, but to be attached to it and to have expectations of it is what will get you. So have the money, have the beautiful relationships, have the gorgeous artwork and the beautiful cars and the nice homes but don't be attached to them because it's ever ever changing and when we hold on to 3d we limit our power to create we limit the manifestation that we have available at our fingertips so we want to keep that always available so we may have a tendency oh i just got this new car and we we are we want to attach to it because we don't want it to go anywhere but we are in a reality now where that just is slowing down the power creation. So if you had the power to create the car to begin with, then I would suggest going to that feeling, the feeling of creation. Enjoy your car from the feeling of being a creator and allow it to become it, what it was here to be. So maybe here it's to be uh, your everyday vehicle. But maybe here it is a transitory step into yet another manifestation. So, I mean, this happened with me a couple years ago where I got this car and within six months it was like totaled in a wreck. And I really thought that was the car, like it was so awesome. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful thing for me to go through that process of recognizing that you know, it's perfect. It's all perfect. And I knew it wasn't the car because it did get totaled. It wasn't the car. Um, so uh, then I remember having had the car and then having the experiences that I did after that, I had this like really nice feeling that, and I told the universe, it's like, I would love, um, I love that I will have an electric 
car within five years, something like that. And it seemed a bit like extreme. It seemed a bit like, whoa, I don't know if this is possible. And then, um, I don't know, then another like hybrid fell into my lap. And um, this one is like so lovely. And I just, I just am getting the batteries replaced. It has 200,000 miles and I'm like ecstatic. I'm totally ecstatic. It's just like, it's so much fun. You know, and I'm gonna tell you something else. This is so cool. So some people buy new cars and I've never been inspired to buy a new car, so I never did. Like if I was, I would buy one, but I wasn't. And then uh, at times they come with this idea that you have to then troubleshoot these problems that are just time accrued over and maybe weren't addressed. So then I'm having problems addressed. But, um, and then I, if we just put it in dollar signs, right? we would see this money out, that money out, and then we would balance it against this money out for a new car and monthly payments and insurance, and we would do our weighing that way. But what I recognized from this new uh, advantage point that I have, the new vantage point, it was like, I saw myself as buying vehicles that support families. Because when I get my used car and I have it worked on, I have the joy of taking it to my favorite mechanic where he and his son work and they make me feel so beautiful and so loved and taken care of. I feel like it's my father and um, I, I just, that supporting other families with my cycle of money feels really good and knowing the families that I'm supporting. So that like idea came to me and it just made me feel so good every single time I brought my car in to get fixed. And I just trusted in the highest good of all being served. So when we address the world that way as the highest good of all being served, we create a vantage point that we would have never had before because we're opening a door. We're, we're trusting instead of pulling things apart and forcing them into the box where we don't really want to be, we can take everything, including getting a car repaired, outside the box and see a far more luxurious picture. And uh, yeah, so everything you, <laughs> everything you want is outside the box and everything you know is inside. So how do we get outside? Loving ourselves unconditionally, following the bouncing ball. And what is following the bouncing ball? It's the inspired action. If you think of something and it makes your heart flutter, little singing action there, Go do it, go do it. If suddenly you thought of reading a book and your heart fluttered, go read the book. There's no commitment to sit down and read it straight through. You could read a chapter or a page and then your body will be like telling you what's next. And the inner guidance we receive is so childlike. It just really has this effortlessness about it and it makes things effortless to do. So when we follow the bouncing ball, the inspired action, a momentum begins to build in our lives that brings so much possibility and so much joy. <sighs> I love all of it. I love all of it. And then it brings us back to this idea that you um, have at your, act, at your fingertips this quantum jumping. So quantum jumping for me is taking a house that was filled with moving boxes and the house had massive issues with mugginess, musty, mold. It had 1950s decor and it was broken floors. 
old windows, cobwebs, I mean, you name it. It was just such an abandoned house. And within six months, I could live in it. And people would come in and say how wonderful it was and beautiful and how it felt. And I didn't even live here to do it. So it was just magic. It's just this power of quantum jumping, of stepping into something, losing time. See, this is what's really cool, is that it bends time. Like time bends in 6D. Between 3D and 5D, time is linear. But when we get up to 60, we can bend time. So we can bend time because whew, it's really, uh, I don't know if I have the language to explain it, but if you have all this infinite possibility or probability of, of realities, and they're, the ones that are within fractions of each other are very similar, and the ones that are further away are more of a drastic leap. And when you make those little tiny shifts, this is what I'm talking about, everything fluidly shifts with it. And what's fascinating about that is that little things can change, little tiny, like it might change, if you think of computer language as X's and O's, and in that little shift, it was a shift, so there is something different. And it might be one X here or one O there. And how does that show up? It shows up as your favorite channel isn't the number exactly that you remembered it being. The shutters on your neighbor's house really aren't blue, they're purple. Um, it could be the name of a movie or a book. It's these just subtle shifts and not the whole name, but just a word in it or just the spelling of a name. So these are those subtle shifts. And when we have greater leaps, then there are going to be more drastic shifts. So <clears throat> if I wanna have this great leap from being um, a novice guitar player to a pretty darn good guitar player, and I'm gonna do it in a very short span of time, there's a very good possibility that that level of quantum leaping is going to cause there to be other shifts other things are going to have changed with it in somewhat of a noticeable way. So, I don't know. It's magic, and it's God, and it's all that is, and it's the way the physics works on this planet, but we haven't studied this physics yet. I mean, it is being studied. It's quantum physics, but it's not fully compatible with this idea of, you know, mass or, you know, just... The traditional physics is not necessarily, I think that they probably, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I think they probably all fit together very beautifully. <clears throat> but to make that, and you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm not a scientist, maybe I have a viewpoint here. So maybe traditional science, like that we have had up to this point, before quantum physics and all of that, dark matter, what if that was the, was the science of 3D? And then we have time, and then 5D. 5D is the power of manifestation. Um, and that's the science of transmutation. It's the science of alchemy. It's the creating something out of nothing. Okay, so then this is taking us into the quantum, right? And the quantum being this ability to skid around in this reality in ways that defy time you know, defy all linear, well, 5D also denied linear, but um, it defied the linear trajectory, but um, now we're just like 
it's just magic, total magic. All right, so I've talked to you for a long time. <laughs> 16 minutes and six seconds, holy cow. Um, but this is really good stuff. So I want you, if this sounds kind of mind boggling, just let it sit with you. Don't try to understand it. Just allow it to infiltrate because this is powerful stuff. If you are getting this like, you know, around the edges, then just still just let it sit in. And then if you're ready to do something about it, oh my God, let me know what you're doing because I would love to hear about it because this is all so new. It's so delectable. Alrighty, so have a glorious, glorious, wonderful day. I love you so much. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fawcett, host of That Happiness Show.